You're listening to the Toolstation Western League podcast with Ian Knockholds and Tom Hiscott. Welcome, listeners, to the Toolstation Western League podcast with me, Ian Knockholds, and I'm delighted to welcome to the Ram at the centre of Bath. Uh, my old sparring partner, Tom Hiscott. Tom, how are you? Yeah, not too bad. Thanks. Good to see you. How are you doing yourself? I'm all right. We're sat here in the um, in the Ram at Whitcomb, and you're wearing a hat, and you've got a duffel coat on. You're in a bad way, aren't you? Let's be honest. Just, just a little bit ill. Nothing, nothing that little podcast can't can't solve. But yeah, not not feeling the best, but we'll power through. This week's. Uh, episode feature well, we starts on Tuesday, the sixth of February. We're uh, we're starting the, in the Premier Division. A couple of games on. Um, uh, Bitten, they were at home to Hallen. Yeah, really surprising result this one. Probably Hallen's most impressive of the season. A three 0 win uh, away at Bitten, uh, and it was all three goals from Aaron Anglin. Uh, yeah, hat trick for him. Uh, a stoppage time penalty in the first half set them on their way. Uh, he then scored another spot kick right after half time, so two either side of the break. Uh, and then he completed his uh, hat trick 10 minutes from time. And yeah, 3 0 win for Hallen. I don't think many people uh, would have seen that, that scoreline coming. Well, if people didn't see that scoreline coming, then certainly the other result in the midweek was going to be a surprise. Will and Rovers, high flown Will and travelled to Odd Down. Odd Down, not having the best of seasons, but um, they, uh, they managed to get something out of this game. They did. Uh, unfortunately, only 27 fans managed to. To, to see this one but it was a, a two-all draw between Oddown and Willand uh, Willand uh, is their goal scorer Mike Williams scoring twice uh, in the space of five minutes but uh, goals from Kai Simpson and Lewis Dunn managed to grab a point for, for Oddown and in the first division not a great deal to talk about um, between Bishop Sutton and Cheddar no Cheddar just, just making do with a point obviously they've probably got more to play for at the moment so a uh, disappointing result for them but yeah uh, didn't, didn't lose I suppose and didn't concede a goal so yeah a uh, nil-nil draw there and a very healthy attendance um, saw Wincanton Town take on Chard and Wincanton very much at the races. Mm-hmm, yeah, they were. And it was Gary Chapman who scored the winner f- for them. Uh, a 2-1 win over Chard. Uh, they'd gone ahead uh, in the 20th minute through Danny Golden uh, before uh, Alex Staffy had equalised for the, the visitors. But then uh, Chapman scored. Uh, it was the only goal of the second half to, to give Wincanton the three points. Yes, and more from Wincanton later in this podcast. Now, we move on to Wednesday, the 7th of February, and in the Premier Division, well, two, two big boys, Bridport and Street, met, and a good, a good crowd for this midweek clash. Yeah, no surprise, two big teams, uh, and it was Street who came over the spoils, the 3-2 win. Uh, they'd gone 2-0 up quite early through Ross McCurlane and Dave, David O'Hare, uh, but then Bridport fired back uh, and were level in the early stages of the second half, thanks to goals from Lee Sweet and Leighton Thomas. Uh, but then in... Uh, they managed to find another gear streak, that is, uh, and it was Steve Murray uh, having his goal-round effort uh, blocked. And Harry Foster was on hand to, to sweep the ball home to, to give them the three points. Yeah, 3-2 win for streak. Well, if that was an entertaining game, then uh, we saw five goals at Bridport. We saw six at Oldland Abertonians. The visitors were Canesham, and they missed an opportunity to go uh, top of the table. Mm-hmm. They did, indeed. Uh, a free or draw uh, away at Oldham, and they'll be, they'll be thankful they got the point. Uh, Oli Trevathan, in inspired form for the host, scoring a hat-trick, uh, and then with eight minutes added on at the end, uh, Kainshaw managed to, to, to strike an equaliser, and it was Matt Kernick with a header to maintain their uh, long unbeaten run. Uh, yeah, finished free all, and he scored, yeah, that fourth, fourth minute of injury time managed to, to help them, uh, and they grabbed a point. 
Now we move into the bread and butter of this week's podcast. It's the fixtures on Saturday the 10th of February. We start, or we would start, in the Premier Division at Bitten with their game against Hengrove. That was uh, postponed. Unfortunately, that one didn't beat the weather. But um, they had a game, Bradford Town against Bridport. A good crowd here. And it was incident-packed, wasn't it, Tom? Indeed. Uh, feisty affair, I think, would be the a fair way to put it. And it was Bradford uh, who ran out winners 5-2. So no FA Vase hangover for them. Uh, Kevin Randall setting them on their way uh, in the 36th minute uh, before Leighton Thomas equalised for the visitors. Uh, Sam Jordan then uh, struck in first half stoppage time to, to put Bradford ahead at the break uh, and they pushed on uh, during the second half to move, move further ahead with Randall scoring a second uh, and then James Moon making it 4-1. Uh, Cameron Andrews did strike quite early on for, for Bridport to make it 4-2 but uh, Bradford had the last word of Will Halliston uh, scoring in stoppage time and there was an, an, another game with an awful lot of stoppage time. I think a couple of red cards uh, to the visitors, uh, yeah, and but uh, seven goals and uh, good fun for the the crowd. Yeah, plenty to be um, um, mulling over there. Um, Bridgewater Town, they scored five as well. They were at home to Wales City. Yeah, really doing well at the moment, Bridgewater, hitting their straps. Uh, a 5-0 win at home to Wales. Uh, Jack Taylor doing extremely well at the moment. He assisted the first goal for Michael Duffy uh, in the 10th minute. Uh, Taylor was soon on the score sheet himself uh, following a, a, an assist from Jack Jenkins. Uh, and there was further goals from Harry Horton. Uh, he scored twice. Uh, and then Sid Camper, uh, he's another man who's doing pretty well at the moment. So, yeah, 5 win for Bridgewater now um, Buckland Athletic they were at home to Odd Down mm, all the goals in this one coming in the first half uh, and they were all for the home side uh, but 3-0 win for Buckland uh, Gavin Hammond scoring twice uh, and there was also a goal for Lloyd Gardner so Odd Down uh, draw midweek but a, a loss on the weekend we haven't had anybody from Buckland on the uh, the podcast uh, uh, yet so it's a good opportunity not only to get um, a measure of their season but also catch up with their, their new manager Adam Castle and I started off by asking for his thoughts on that good home win against Odd Down well I'm delighted to welcome Adam Castle to the uh, Tool Station Western League podcast Adam thank you very much for taking the time um, to speak to us today you had a very good win at the weekend um, 3-0 at home to, uh, to Odd Down you must be very happy yeah I was absolutely delighted with that obviously it's been I was going to say a stop start season but obviously it's been a stop um, for quite a while um, only our second game this year so you never know whether you're going to hit the ground running and to be fair to the lads you know Cleveland Cleveland away and not down at home exceptional really you know in terms of work rate and we have those bits of quality to win the game because you you haven't I mean you haven't had that long in the job have you I mean it was a bit of a I think am I right in saying that your, your first game in charge was the 2-1 win at home to Chipping Sudbury Town that's correct yeah I was coming on a, on a family uh, pre-Christmas visit anyway um and things started to move the week prior in terms of a management change um, with, with Ellis. So um, I was asked, you know, would I take the reins for that game and we'd, we'd have a chat about what I was available for over an interim period. Um, so that's what happened, really. I um, took the reins for that game, had a conversation with the club and said that I'd be happy to help them out uh, in the role until the end of the season so they can sort of get themselves, you know, mid-season appointment is difficult um, because any new manager wants to bring players and that kind of stuff and that's obviously a lot easier to do in the, in the summer um, when the people are out of, uh, out of registration, as it were. So, uh, yes. So, I mean, it would be fair to say then that at the moment your, your, sort of, um, your role is, is till the end of the season uh, and then and the, and the, with a view to the club making a, a more permanent appointment then? Yes, I mean, um, 
we, you know, we, we've got a lot of interest in the role, um, and that's, that's bound to happen. But of course, we need to make the right appointment. We are a club that's always looking for promotion. You know, we're not we're not prepared to sit mid-table uh, and go for demotions. You know, we'd have our ground grading in place for a couple of promotions, so that's all in all in hand. So now we just need to get the right results on the pitch. So the next management appointment is going to be quite crucial, and you know, whether that's a, a younger management team um, that's up and coming um, with a bit of senior background staff or whether it's someone a bit more established around um, the Western League circuit because where we're based we don't have an awful lot of that you know um, of managers that have got a lot of Western League experience or above you've got the likes of Sean Joyce at Biddeford but of course he's you know he's at Biddeford 20 years and you know there's you know that kind of level of quality of manager just isn't available because the elephant in this particular conversation is the fact that actually um, you're, you're, you're resident in Ireland aren't you I am indeed, yeah. I'm right here now in County Cork talking to you. I'm, I'm, I'm based in Ireland. I lived there. I moved there 18 months ago. Um, uh, obviously, I was manager at the time of moving, so I'm very familiar with Buckland and the players that are still around. I'm, I'm travelling in on a Friday evening and coming away on a Sunday morning. It's not ideal because, obviously, I don't make training um, and I can't make, for example, Wednesday night's game at Bridport. But, you know, I've installed a management team there. You've got Mark Revel assisting me. You've got Steve Giles assisting me. And you've got Ben Robinson doing the coaching. So, you know, the three of them on Wednesday night, they'll just carry on talking about what I've been talking about. You know, you know the fact that I'm not there, I don't see it being an issue. And it can't be an issue because I'm not going to be there long term anyway. Obviously, you mentioned uh, the, this Wednesday coming up. You've got quite a few midweek games. Uh, on the horizon now, do you think the, the boys will get on uh, playing Saturday, Wednesday? Oh, that'll be fine. I mean, we've got a fairly sizable squad. We're, we're operating with about 18 um, with about 18 players at the moment. Now, obviously, you pick one injury up, you pick a suspension up, you've got a couple of lads working, and all of a sudden you've only got two or three on the bench. So, things can change very quickly. But um, we've got a number of players also signed on from, from other clubs that, you know, might be able to help out from the sub-bench. It's not something we like to do, but, you know, if we can bolster the numbers, that'll be fine. And, you know, Obviously, the lads have been moaning like most players. They haven't been playing. So now we're going Saturday, Wednesday, Saturday, Wednesday. Then they just won't get on with it. Because you've got a run of four away games and a run of three home games. Do you think that's sort of something of a of a symptom of this of, of the terrible weather we've been having at the beginning of this uh, of, of this calendar year and the effect that it's going to have on the fixture list? Yeah, I mean, the original fixture list didn't have this one in. Obviously, we should have played this game away a few Saturdays ago, but it was it was postponed when we um, when we got there. Um, the, the Brislington away one next week is a symptom of still being in the League Cup, so I'm not going to knock that one. You know, we want to be in the League Cup, we want to win the League Cup. So we drew uh, Warminster away, that's gone in on a Saturday, and Brislington's gone to the Tuesday. So um, I, I'm not going to grumble about it, it is what it is. We've got to play every away, home and, you know, home and away. And if you get a couple of home draws, great. If you don't, you just get on with it and enjoy the day. I mean, normally, it, when I speak to managers, I like to ask about your targets. I think you've been pretty, you've been pretty clear about you know your remit for this season. Obviously, you know, obviously, you want to get the best possible um, finish um, to the league campaign um, that you can. And 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 you, you know, you said there you're, you're targeting a cup, which, given Buckland's impressive form in last season's Vars, I would have thought is perfectly um, perfectly uh, uh, reasonable. It is. I mean, when I first came back against Chip in Sodbury, we, we talked about still getting one of those top two places. But with the fixtures being off and losing one of the four games that we have played away at Melksham and just knowing the backlog of fixtures I, and what other teams are doing, like the form of Street and Willand, you know, I think if we're honest, I think if we're honest, that's 
far the lead now. Now, that's not going to stop us trying to win every game and get as high as we can. But if we're realistic and we want to put a trophy in the cabinet, the Lens Phillips Cup has got to be one of our main priorities now. And it will be. And that'll be, that'll, that'll be proven in the team selection at the weekend. Well, that's very honest of you, Adam. But actually, I mean, you're, you're, you know, if you win your games in hand, you won't be a million miles away from Melksham. So actually, finishing in the top three, maybe not the top two, but the top three, is still a potential target for you. No, mathematically, we could, we could um, catch the street and win the league. But, you know, I've <laughs> been around a long time in football and know that that's going to take a magnificent run for us. And it's going to take three or four sides above us to have a very, very poor run. And the chances of all three or four above us, or five above us, having a really poor run is highly unlikely. But, you know, we were talking about promotion. We lost to Melksham and we said, that's it now. Let's stop talking about it. Let's just get back to winning games of football and enjoying it. Because the weather can put a dampener on it. You know, the, you know everybody's heads drop. You've got another training session and another training You know, nothing beats actually getting on a minibus, getting up the 303 or up the M5 and actually playing a game. So now we're back playing. You know, if we were to win the next two or three, I might, you know, I might start talking a little bit more about it. But I'm definitely focusing just on A, getting some form, B, finishing as high as we can, and C, staying in the Let's Phillips Cup as long as we can and hopefully lifting it. Adam, that's um, th- well. Thank you very much for your time. It's been um, fascinating speaking to you all the way from that we've ever done. This is like this is like podcast international. We've never done a, an interview with anybody. For, in fact, actually, that's not strictly true because um, last week I did speak to Danny Greaves following um, Bradford's um, heroics in the Vars, and uh, he, he was in Miami. So, um, oh right, well that's a, <laughs> more impressive than where I am. I'm surrounded by snow at the moment. Well, uh, 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 but what a beautiful part of the world it is. So um, no, I. I it is a lovely part. I've only ever had the pleasure of going once, but it's certainly a place I'd love to go back to. And I've, I've never been to Miami, so I don't know what I'm missing there. But anyway, Adam, thank you very much for your time, and we wish you no the very best um, for the rest of the season. I think it's going to be a fascinating ride if you're a Buckland Athletic fan, and I really wouldn't put it past you um, to lift that Les Phillips Cup. I'll certainly be looking forward to that final should you get there. Thanks. Thanks ever so much. Cheers. Thanks. And my thanks to Adam for his time. Now, Clevedon Town, they were at home to Brislington. Yeah, and they had to do with a uh, uh, pretty late survival for Clevedon. They managed to run out 3-1 winners, uh, but they were a goal down uh, with only 20 minutes to go. Uh, Ricky Chandler had not put Brislington ahead. Uh, but then Saiku Jane, Liam Dempsey and Clayton Fortune struck in the final 20 minutes to give Clevedon a, a 3-1 win. Well, we said about Will and May will have been disappointed to only come away from odd down with a point in the week, but they were back to winning ways. Back again on their travels, this time they, uh, they visited Cribs. Cribs, uh, a team very capable of scoring a lot of goals, so Willand will be happy with this one. A 3-1 win away from home. Uh, Luke Mortimer, uh, the top scorer for them, scoring his 15th and 16th league goals of the season during this win. Uh, either side of a Fletcher-Williams effort. Uh, Jake Slocum did strike uh, a late consolation for Cribs, uh, who also had a penalty save pretty late on by Mike Searle. So yeah, uh, Willand uh, running out 3-1 winners. Now then, this game tells you everything you need to know about the mad, mad nature of the Premier Division this season. Hallen, of course, who'd won away from home at Bitten, 3-0 in the week. Uh, Saturday, they took on Shepton Mallet. Well, and what happened, Tom? 4-0, away win. Shepton Mallet, uh, running out winners. Uh, the perfect start to 2018 continued. Uh, Isaac Reid, a uh, pretty astute new signing by the looks of it. Uh, he opened the scoring before uh, laying on an assist for Joe Morgan, who doubled the elite, doubled the advantage. And then it was Tyson Pollard and substitute Harry Ratcliffe after the break, adding uh, further goals, and it was Shepton Mallet, 4-0 winners. 
Longwell Green Sports against Cadbury Heath didn't beat the weather, but Wellington against Chipping Sudbury did. Yeah, need, uh, in need of wins, Wellington, they managed to pick one up on Saturday. Uh, three goals uh, from Sam Towler, Tom Ellis and Connor Bryant, uh, leading to a 3-1 win uh, at home to Chipping Sudbury. Boss, we need some supplies for tomorrow. Oh, what's that? It's the helping hand from Toolstation. But it's a... Uh... A hand, yes. It's showing me around the Toolstation website. Nice. Yeah. I've selected paints, cables, sealant and plumbing fittings. I can check up to the minute stock, hit this button, thanks hand, and it's ready to collect in 20 minutes. So get the van. Can't the hand? It can't reach the pedals. Fair enough. Click and collect another helping hand from Toolstation. Your best mate for the job. Now, there was a lot more um, weather stoppages in this week's First Division calendar. Ashton and Backwell against Roman Glass. That one didn't beat the weather. Neither did Bishop Sutton against Almondsbury or Bristol Telephones against Canesham Town. So our first game to look back on in the First Division is Calm Town at home to Basement Boys Portishead. Yeah, and Carntown managed to, to claim the 2-1 win, uh, but it was only thanks to a pair of late goals from Aaron Sevier. Yeah, a new signing there, uh, scoring twice pretty late on to, to give them the 2-1 win. Uh, Cheddar against Chippenham Park, they, uh, they were unfortunately denied by the weather, but Corsham Town, uh, they, um, uh, they took on Bishop's Lydiard. Yeah, Bishop Zidia, I think, scored five goals in their two previous away games, but drew a blank on Saturday, uh, a 2-0 win for Corsham over them, uh, and it was a pair of goals from Gary McDermott. Um, and I also, yeah, obviously think they'll be extremely happy with that defensive performance to, to keep uh, Bishop Zidia at bay, so a 2-0 win for Corsham. Now, there was no play between Oldland Abertonians and Marnsbury Victoria or Radstock Town at home to Devizes Town, but Sherbourne Town, they did get it on against Devizes, against, uh, uh, against Warminster Town. Did indeed, and they ran out 4-1 winners. Uh, a hat-trick from Mark Kane setting them on their way there. Uh, after he'd opened the scoring, uh, Warminster did manage to, to level things up through Jack Millock uh, before Kane's then uh, added two more goals, uh, either side of a strike from Harry van der Vel, uh, Yeah, and a 4-1 win for Sherbourne, very much needed. Well, there was no play at West Clues between Welton Rovers and Chard, but there was a game at Westbury United against Wing Canton Town. Now, Westbury, of course been going incredibly well this season I would imagine they would have gone into this game expecting a routine three points but that did not happen indeed yeah and they'd hit the front on two occasions but they could only uh, make do of a two or draw at home to win Canton so yeah uh, goals from Matt Jones and Liam Greenland as I said put them ahead uh, on two occasions but the visitors managed to fight back uh, Dan Wise who's scoring quite a few recently uh, he managed to get the first equaliser before Marcus Cook a uh, pretty good goal scorer at this level uh, he managed to, to bag the second equaliser and it was a uh, yeah, two or draw pretty good away point for Wink Canton uh, and a lot of the bottom half clubs doing extremely well on Saturday well, I'm delighted to welcome back to the Toolstation Western League podcast, Chris Wise, the manager, of course, of Wincanton Town. And we spoke to you right at the beginning of the season, um, Chris, but I, I, I wanted to get you, uh, you, you back on this week because you had a very good result at the weekend um, away at the league leaders. Yeah, to, to be honest, uh, it was we, we'd, have, we'd have definitely taken a, a point beforehand. I mean, as the, as the game went and how it actually sort of panned out, we, we were probably left thinking, to be honest, that we'd... We dropped the opportunity to get two extra points there as well. We could have easily come away with a win. So um, yeah, from from that point of view, it was a uh, it was, it's always good to obviously get a draw at a place like Westbury, but the, we, we weren't far away from winning that one. Well, you were one 0 down, weren't you, at half time? So I mean, did you fear the worst? 
we, we spoke about the importance of the next goal. I mean, even then, it had taken a superb save from their uh, their keeper, from a Marcus Cook header, to, to keep it level. And we had our own goalkeeper, Liam Norris, to thank for keeping it to uh, to one with a, a great save one on one. So we, we knew the next goal was obviously going to be uh, crucially important. Um, but we, at 1 0, you're always in with a chance. And t- to be honest, we've been playing really well lately anyway. And we always, always seem to do better against the stronger side. So we were quite happy, really. We're going in sort of 1 0 down at half time with the way that we played, that we, we were still in with it, a, a chance for the second half. I mean, you're a difficult team to beat, but there are a few. You, you've had a few draws um, recently. Um, I mean, is it a bit frustrating then, with with the good with your good form, that you haven't been able to confirm um, convert one one point into three? Uh, it's definitely been a fault of ours recently. Yeah, I mean, we've um, we're unbeaten now in four, but we've only won one of those. We've picked up um, draws in the other three, albeit two of them, all of them away from home. Sorry, and two of them what you'd consider strong points away at Westbury and, and Welton a few weeks back. But we've our problem's been scoring goals. There's no sort of there's no other way of dressing that up. We've been sort of uh, struggling to convert the amount of chances we're creating. Um, we should be scoring a lot more than what we have done. So but we've we've scored we've scored two in each of the last three games now, so hopefully it's a bit of a corner turn. Well, you, 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 uh, it's an interesting time for, for Wincanton because, of course, you, you, you travelled to the league leaders, Westbury, and then you're at home this coming Friday, a bit of Friday night football at the sports ground, to, um, to Roman Glass St George, who were sort of poised in, 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 in third in the first division. Um, you, you know, you're coming up against some of the, some of the big boys. Yeah, and, and to be honest, I'd much rather it that way. Like I say, we, we, we beat Roman Glass at their place earlier in the season. Obviously, we've got a point away at um, Westbury. We beat Cheddar away. We were narrowly beaten 2-1 at home to Canesham, when arguably we, we should have definitely got something out of that game, at least a point. So I, we don't fear going up against the bigger teams at all. We seem to get ourselves up for those games a, a lot better and um, some of the teams struggling around the bottom is where we've really sort of really let ourselves down and slipped up and dropped some crucial points. But against the top teams in the division, we, we'd back ourselves against any of them really on our day. Albeit, we know this Friday is going to be going to be another very very tough game. I mean, I know that um, we're interested to see how many you get on the gate actually, because you know, as much as we love traditional Saturday afternoon three o'clock kickoffs. Anything that can any initiatives that can be introduced to try and help boost attendances, it'd be interesting to see how many you do get at home for that um, for that Friday night game. Yeah, yeah, hopefully we'll get a few on the gate. I mean um the this particular game has, has only been moved to a um, to a Friday due to the uh, the passing of our our club president Tony Barker. Um he he uh, he he, uh, he passed away a couple of weeks ago, and his funeral was actually on the Saturday. So um, his funeral's on the Saturday, which pretty much the whole club are attending. Um, so with with that happening, we we asked Roman Glass whether they'd consider moving it to a uh, to a Friday night game, and thankfully they were they were happy to um, happy happy to go with that, and we can still then get the game on. 
Yeah, that's, um, that's, that's good to hear and, and respectful for obviously a man who's given so much to your football club. If we look at the league table, actually, I mean, I, I said Westbury, you know, obviously league leaders, Roman Glass in third. It's interesting that there is quite a, a gap between um, third place Roman Glass on 57 points and, and fourth place Welton Rovers on 44 points. Is it Westbury, Canesham and Roman Glass? Do you think that they, they are the standout teams um, in the division this season? Um, it's difficult to say. Um, it, it's difficult. I think in, in this, the good thing about this league is anyone can beat anybody. Um, like, like I said, we, we beat Roman Glass 2-1 at their place. And with, with all due respect to them, they've, they've done amazingly well. Um, and you can only admire, and it's, they're a great sort of uh, beacon, really, for a team like us to be able to follow. But nobody would have thought at that stage they'd go on the run they did and would now be sat in the league where they were. So... It's difficult. They've done that the first part of the season, and another team could do that in the second part of the season. They, they're obviously the, the three top sides at the minute. Out, out, out of all of them that we've played so far, I thought Kingsham were probably probably as good a team as any. They're big, aggressive, hard to beat. They've got the uh, the lad up front who scores goals for fun. So um, they're they're always going to be a going to be a threat and. and to be honest, Cheddar, although we beat them 1-0 at their place, they were um, they were a very... It was a bit of a snatch and grab, if I'm being entirely honest. They were a very, very good outfit as well. So um, I think they'll be there thereabouts at the end of the season. And how high do you think Wincanton can finish up the table this season? To, to, to be honest, our, um, our aim at the start of the season was top six. Um, we had a real sort of a bad run of games up until last Tuesday where we beat arch rivals Chard at home. We were without a win in seven, albeit a lot of those being draws, as you mentioned earlier. But for now, I think we, we need to sort of re- regroup and almost use these run of draws that we've had recently as a, as a bit of a platform of not losing games to try and kick on. And I think if we can, if we can still aim for that kind of target, top six, I don't think that's unachievable. Chris, thank you very much for your time. No problem. Cheers, Ian. Uh, we look at the fixtures coming up um, in the week commencing. Um, well, it'll be the week commencing Monday, the 12th of February. By the time we go to where, Melksham Town will have played Longwell Green. Um, but uh, on Tuesday, the 13th, um, Radstock Town have got Malmesbury Victoria. On Wednesday, the 14th, that's Valentine's Day, listeners, of course. Uh, in the Premier Division, Bridport against Buckland Athletic and Cabri Heath against Shepton Mallet. And uh, in the First Division, if, you've, uh, if you're looking for a game to take the misses to, then Warminster Town against Carn Town will be the game for you. Now, Friday, the 16th of February happens to be my birthday. Would you believe that? Will I be celebrating it by watching Wincanton Town against Roman Glass and George? Probably not. But, um, well, I wish those two sides the best. I'm sure that will be an entertaining fixture. We move into Les Phillips Cup action on Saturday, the 17th of February, Tom, and a pretty full list of fixtures. Yeah, uh, a couple of juicy affairs indeed. We've got Bitten versus Bishops Lydiard. Uh, Bridgewater Town, they're doing well at the moment, obviously, hosting Wellington. Uh, Melksham, doing well in the Cups. They're away at Brislington. We've got Chard versus Bridport, Shepton Mallet versus Devizes, Street host Chippenham Park, Warminster take on Buckland Athletic, and finally Wells City, they host Cribs. 
And in the Premier Division, Bradford Town, they take on Willen Rovers. Hengrover at home to Cadbury Heath. And Odd Down take on Longwell Green Sports. We've got a few fixtures in the First Division as well, haven't we, Tom? Yeah, a couple to run through. We've got Almondsbury versus Caution. Uh, Ashton Batwell hosts Radstock. Uh, Oldland Abertonians are on their travels to take on Bishop Sutton. Bristol Telephones hopefully get their game underway against Westbury. Uh, we've got Calm versus Welton. Canesham versus Sherborne. And finally, Portishead, they host Cheddar. Now, of course, uh, this time every week, I ask you what your fixtures of the week are and uh, anything there grab your fancy. Yeah, I mean, you've um, your birthday match, uh, which you say you won't be attending. I mean, that would be maybe one of the ones I'd pick out this week. Wincanton, unbeaten in four. Uh, home to Roman Gloss and George, obviously doing extremely well uh, towards the top of the first division. Uh, so I know a lot of people will um, look at a Friday night fixture and it will, um, yeah, it will take their fancy. I would, yeah, and I would say that would be uh, certainly a game to... to, to to, to make an effort to go to well I won't actually be a million miles away because I think I'm going to I'm going to pop down to Stourhead which is one of my favourite uh, my favourite places with my family but um, I think we'll probably the girls will be long tucked up in bed by the time that um, that game kicks off anyway you don't really need that insight into my life listeners um the game that um, tickles my fancy in the Premier Division on Saturday, Bradford Town at home to Willand Rovers. Bradford, of course, um, been in great form, and um, Willand, I think, um, you know, always a difficult, you know, a very, very difficult prospect. I think that will be an absolute classic. And Carn um, Town against Welton Rovers. Um, I've uh, been up to Carn quite a few times for that particular fixture. It never um, fails to deliver, and uh, with the added spice that. Um, Khan, of course, just have recently signed Welton Rovers' own Aaron Sevier. I say Welton Rovers' own. He's obviously now turning out for Khan, so I'm sure he'll be motivated to put in a good performance on that occasion. And he started pretty well there too, so that should be interesting to see how he gets on. Absolutely. Now, of course, we do like to have a look at the league tables from um, from week to week, but there hasn't really been a great deal of football played, so there's not really a great deal of uh, difference. But um, but there has been some movement, I believe, at the bottom of the first division. Yeah, I mean, it seemed like a, uh, on the weekend quite a lot of the maybe the bottom six or seven um, took advantage of uh, postponements elsewhere to, to game wins. I mean, Porters had still sitting bottom, 27 games for them. They've got 15 points still. Uh, but Sherborne, they picked up a win, 26 games. Uh, they've got 21 points. Uh, Warminster, uh, 28 games now, 23 points. So they've been caught up a little bit. Uh, Ashton and Batwell, 25 points. And then Almondsbury on 27. But then a couple of teams just ahead of that who managed to gain wins on the weekend. Carl and Caution pulling further away from the, the relegation zone somewhat. So they're on 33 and 30 points respectively. So yeah, a little bit of movement there. But as you say, not much else uh, in terms of uh, positional changes uh, over the last week or so. Well, thank you for that, Tom. Um, don't really have a great deal in the way of parish notices um, to give you listeners. I know that there is a few events in the offing, um, most of which are sort of pointing towards end-of-season dinners and things like that, that people have been in touch about but sort of hold, keeping their powder dry. Um, so we won't worry too much about that at this stage. All that remains really for me to say is, um, Tom, you've obviously got the bulletin out this week. That's available on the website. And, of course, you've penned your column for the non paper. Yeah, indeed, uh, 150 or so words on the uh, Premier Division. Obviously, quite a few games this weekend, so I was, was good. And that's in the uh, Step 5 and 6 section of the non-league paper. Excellent stuff, Tom. Thank you very much for your time. It's always lovely to see you. Obviously, it's nice that you've had the chance to come down into Bath. 
and uh, well the silence the sirens have been wailing um so it has felt a little bit like we're in a war zone but um it's always it's always pleasant to uh, to come in it's a bit nippy but uh very pleasant always pleasant in the world heritage city of bath so um, a little plug there and uh, and always nice to have the hospitality of the ram they're always very good to us here um so anyway well i've been ian knockholds and that's been another episode of the tool station western league podcast Thank you.